basketball Jones. I got a basketball Jones. Got a basketball Jones. Oh, baby. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday uh, based on these songs that are played for us. My man Patrick is uh, trying to get us to uh, gather clues and hints from those song selections that will lead us to the new theme of the day. It did not take hard so long. He got it on the first guess, and it is basketball. Getting ready for All-Star Weekend coming up. And that's why basketball is the new theme of New Theme Thursday. And this is Cheech and Chong? This is off Cheech and Chong's album, uh-huh. yes. Somebody on the Specs text line mentioned that earlier, too. Yes. I had never heard of Cheech and Chong's basketball. What is it called? It's called Basketball Jones. Basketball Jones. It's got the great line, I took that basketball over. I even slept with that, pill- that basketball under my pillow at night. Maybe that's why I can't sleep at night. <laughs> Uh, yeah, is, it from what, is it from like a movie soundtrack or something? No, this is just when just, the, just Chief Chong was putting out albums back in the day. I love that. They just put out bit albums And then on the Space Jam soundtrack, Chris Rock and Barry White did a version of it. Ooh. Hold up. Chris Rock, you said who? Yeah, Chris Rock and Barry White. Chris Rock and Barry White did a version of this? Because Chris Rock is doing this. Wow, I got to hear and that one. And then you had Barry White doing it on the air. Oh, man, that might be free. Okay, there you go. All right, I had never heard this song before, so I appreciate my man Patrick broadening my horizons a little bit. That's what uh, New Theme Thursday, all the musically themed days of the week are all about. Uh, you can be a part of the show. Specs Tech Sounds the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. We'll talk some NBA next segment. Rockets, Mavs, and Spurs all lost. So uh, we'll talk some NBA, but it'll be sad conversations talking about uh, the L's at all the Texas NBA teams took uh, last night. All right, let's get into Oh, before we talk Texas football I did promise you a conversation about Todd McShay's mock draft so I don't, you know, I, I did tease it, I don't know, probably about two segments ago, so I apologize. I wanted to make sure I got to it. I want to be a man of a word. Don't want to renege on that. I want to be a reneger. You don't want to do that and don't use that term. <laughs> You'll get yourself in trouble. Alright, uh, let's get to the Todd McShay mock draft. Todd McShay uh, in his latest mock draft I believe was influenced by the press conference that Jim Ursay had when he was introducing Shane Steichen, his new head coach. And, and remember my man uh, Hart said he watched the whole thing and that it was Jim Ursay and also the general manager was there as well and that basically they were going back and forth uh, about a lot of different things. And one of the things they went back and forth about was whether the Colts would draft a quarterback or not. Uh, now, Chris Ballard uh, basically was keeping their options open when, when talking to the media about w- what they would do in the draft and who they would draft. But the owner, Jim Irsay, was, you know, he, did, he was not so discreet. He said, <laughs> when asked about what they're going to do in a draft, the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I'll tell you. Is what he is what he said, which made a lot of people believe. And even when Matt Hart said he watched it and said that, yeah, it was kind of awkward because Jim Irsay was pretty adamant that, oh no, no, we're going after a quarterback, and I really like me some Bryce Young. And I, I think based on that, you know, that that uh conversation, that interaction, Todd McShay's latest mock draft, which came out yesterday, it it's got the Colts moving all the way up in the draft, trading with Chicago with the number one overall pick. Um, he says he has them sending their 
they're they're picking round one, they're number thirty five overall picking round two, a fifth rounder, and maybe a first rounder. So what is what they are what they are, I believe, hypothesizing here is that they sent two first rounders, uh, a second rounder, and a fifth rounder. So two ones, a second, and a five for the ability to move up to the number one overall pick. And I could see that happening if the Colts are just uh, falling in love with Bryce Young and if Jim Mercer is that adamant about it, I definitely could see it happening. And and by the way, Tommy Shea has the Texans taking C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick. Wait, is there a chance that he's trying to troll everybody and he met Will Anderson? Who? Oh, Jim Mercer? Oh, great. Is there a chance? Because I know I've in, that, in the context that. of it, they asked him about quarterbacks, and then he said the Alabama guy looks good. And then Chris Ballard kept saying we like a lot of defensive guys. So I could be trolling people oh. and being Will Anderson because Will Anderson is a top pick as well and an Alabama guy. That is fair. You're so right. he could be a guy. Be, they'd be like, you want Bryce Young? He's like, no, I wanted Will Anderson. <laughs> Y'all weren't listening. <laughs> Actually, you got a good point there. We say when you assume you make a Blake out of you and me. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good point because he doesn't say Yeah, it, I mean, context of it, I think they asked it to him like right when they're talk, They're asking about quarterbacks. That's fair, though. So I believe context would make you believe that it is Bryce Young, but he does say that Alabama guy. You know what? Honestly, Patrick, you're right about that. I, I never thought about it. I was thinking QB too. All right, he might be leading us all on a little bit there, but uh, yeah, Tommy Shea. I think he was inspired by that interaction. He's got the Colts moving all the way up to take Bryce Young with that top pick, uh, and he's got CJ Stroud going to the Texans with the number two overall pick. There's also a report by Jason Lockenfora um, that he says more. He learned, he says more than one NFL general manager came away from the Senior Bowl fairly convinced that Justin Fields will be dealt. Meaning Chicago could fall in love with Bryce Young and decide, you know what? We're upgrading that quarterback. It's not it's our win. We're gonna reset our window a little bit too, even though we just had a quarterback who was somewhat successful in this rookie season. We want a guy who we know can be an elite has a ceiling to be an elite passer in this league. Which Bryce Young does have that kind of ceiling. We don't yeah. know if he's on. And if we can get a better package for Fields than we can for the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And so Fields is four first. Or three first, and the number one pick is one first and a second and a third. And that's fair. That's like, a good point. It may be something where they just go, well, I mean, if we're trying to build and we need a lot of places, these guys will give. This will give us a lot more, and we'll have a lot more salary cap room. We'll give us. We'll extend our window because we got a new rookie. To we got build a new around. rookie, and then we get more picks. Because people wanted him more than they wanted to take a crapshoot at the number one. That's actually a good point. Yeah, if somebody else is in love, like they liked Justin Fields back then, he was really high on that, really high for them. Yeah. So, I mean, and we don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, if you look at it, if it would be a Miami or Jets could want to reset, Jets, they want to reset. Carolina, the Baltimore decides. The Falcons. We, I we mean, could, we could pay Justin Fields, but we ain't paying Lamar Jackson that guaranteed contract money. Like, yeah, you're right. It could fuck. There's there's multiple teams that Atlanta. Could want. Atlanta's a team. Atlanta, that somebody, they about. have Ritter, but it's somebody that could be like, well, we you know we well, don't know if Ritter's a guy. Maybe we'll trade Ritter off too and make that part of a three team deal or something like that. I'm not I, honestly. I could see that happening, but that's just that's in this is the season. By the way, the silly season. Where all this misinformation is thrown out there too, yeah, so and, they, it's, and everybody's trying yeah. to go out there and go, "Hey, man, we'll offer you this." And go, "Well, you know, we may be getting another offer for two, for three first. So if you're offering us a first and a second and two thirds, like, yeah. I mean, I don't even know why we're still talking here." Yeah, you, like, everybody's in the "let's make a deal" mindset. Yes, <laughs> and I uh, want to win. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so for the Texans, I- I'll say this. You got a lot of draft capital. You got two firsts this year. You got two firsts next year. You got a ton of draft capital from Deshaun Watson trade. I I would just move up to number one. 
if I was them. I'd leave no doubt at all, and I would not take a chance on, you know, the whatever, the the, the draft order or the draft chaos coming back to haunt you. You want to control the draft. You got draft capital to do it. If you really now, if you don't think, and your scouting department has not stated there's a difference, a true, you know, gap between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Okay, don't do it. If you basically said there's a negligible difference between the two, we don't know if either one's gonna separate from the other. We got them basically as the same guy. We got one graded out as eight point seven on our grading scale, and another one's eight point five. They're the same guy. That's fine. But if you got Bryce Young as the guy, and there's a Grand Canyon-sized gap between him and C.J. Stroud, man, g- trade up to get that number one overall pick and go get your guy of the future. Go get your guy. We all know quarterback is the most difficult position to evaluate and also the most difficult position to develop. Bill Walsh famously said uh, very few people can evaluate the quarterback position and even fewer can coach it. I still think he's right on the money there. Um, so we know that most of this is an inexact science and nobody knows what the hell they're doing when it comes to quarterback. With all that being said, I would still trade draft capital and move up to number one so you can get your guy and you don't have to worry about the draft being a victim of the draft chaos, even though you're at number two. But if, if, if you like, if you like, uh, you know, if you like Bryce Young that much, leave no doubt. Just go get him. Yeah. Go do it right I, I, now. Yeah, I think it's. You don't, you just, especially if it's the Colts trading up there. I they, mean, if, because division. if you have that, if if oh. he is that you're that high ranked for you, can you really allow him to go to a division rival oh. and play him twice a year? Ooh, bro. That's a nightmare scenario. And so. I, and it comes yeah. out later on that you had Bryce Young higher on your big board. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just, hey, man, we, you know, we don't think it's worth the value to go get him. It. It also plays into oh, we also just gave it to a guy we got to play twice a year. That we're playing, we're competing for division titles, for playoff spots, for everything. With it. now, if the price is outlandish. Yeah, exactly. Good you point. can't do it, but I, I mean, I don't think the Colts are going to do it if the price is that outlandish because they'd have to move up from four, and you're only moving up from two, so you have a little bit, you know, a little bit more leverage in that. Yeah, that's a good point. And I went and looked at. I'll have to find it again because I di- I did find the um, the trades. I went and looked at the top trades for number one overall pick. Oh, here it is, right here. And the most draft capital that I can find spent to move up to number one overall uh, would be the Titans when they received two first round picks, two second round picks, and two third round picks to move up to get Jared Goff with the number one overall selection. The Rams, excuse me, moved up. They got Jared Goff and I believe a sixth-round pick in exchange, a fourth and a sixth. So they got a first, a fourth, and a sixth in exchange uh, to move up. So essentially, I would say the fourth and the sixth, you know, uh, you know that cancels out maybe that third-round pick they gave up and then maybe that other third-round pick. So essentially, two firsts and two seconds are the most that team has given up, I would say, to get the number one overall pick, that and it, might and it be a little too. Is too if much. you're giving up twentieth, the twenty fifth pick versus the second pick, very true. Like that's a huge difference. Of the Bears would still be able to pick whoever they wanted if they weren't taking a quarterback. Yeah. So you're basically still saying, hey, if we're the number two pick, we can go out and pick whoever else, whether defensive player we wanted, right, or wide receiver or whoever else we want. Mm-hmm. We yeah. can still take them. Yeah. So we're not actually giving up our player. 
No, that's a good point. And then they still got, I mean, the NFL, you can give up future picks, so you can still try to build right now, which the Texans can do too. So options will be open for the Texans. Uh, oh, Cowboys fans, I know you're probably wondering, hey, who'd the Cowboys take in Todd McShay's latest mock draft? I'm um, glad you asked. Osiris Torrance, a guard from Florida. Uh, Torrance allowed just two sacks over 47 career starts. Remember, they're going to lose Connor McGovern, potentially as a free agent. Terrence Steele is a restricted free agent, and they still don't really know what they're going to do with Tyron Smith. He could become a salary cap casualty. I mean, if you cut Tyron Smith post-June 1st deadline, you gain $13.6 million in salary cap space. You cut Zeke post-June 1st deadline, you get like $11 million in salary cap space. I mean, hell. And I'm not saying they're going to do that with Tyron Smith. Uh, I'm just saying that that may be one of the reasons that they could go after O-line in the uh, NFL draft. All right, uh, that's some NFL draft discussion. Oh, really quickly, since we're talking about the Texans and talking about uh, the Cowboys, uh, let's just get into their coaching additions just really quickly. Texans brought in Corey Undlin as a defensive pass game specialist. Um, so Corey Undlin, remember they all already have uh, Matt uh, Birch there as their uh, – Defensive coordinator, excuse me, and he's going to be the defensive pass game, especially essentially the the secondary coach or secondary uh, and coverage uh, specialist for them uh, when it comes to building uh, that that building a game plan and building their their coverage packages. Also, uh, defensive lineman coach uh, Chris Kiffin. According to Aaron Wilson, yes, that is of the Kiffins, son of Money Kiffin, younger brother of Lane Kiffin. Um, he also, according to Aaron Wilson, is likely to be brought on with the staff as a uh, as a D line coach or assistant D line coach. He was a pass rush specialist with San Fran from 2018 to 2019, and with the. Broncos in 2020, an assistant with Ole Miss for a while with his brother. Uh, so he's been around for a while. They also hired Texans, hired Jer- Jared Johnson, Gerard Johnson, uh, as quarterback coach. He was an assistant quarterback coach with Minnesota this past season. Um, interviewed <clears throat> for the OC job with the Texans, actually. And he has got some familiarity with D'Amico Ryans because he was in the minority coaching fellowship uh, he was in the uh, program with, De- not with D'Amico Ryans, but in the same year D'Amico Ryans was with the San Francisco 49ers for the first year in 2017. And he also was in that same fellowship program with Frank Reich in 2019 as a then became a quality control coach uh, with them in 2020 and 2021 before joining Minnesota staff as an assistant quarterback coach. So congrats to Gerard Johnson. I've actually met him a couple of times too. And I still am waiting. Clint Kubiak also is being thrown around. A lot of talk about potentially uh, bringing in Clint Kubiak as a part of that staff, too. Um, Not exactly sure uh, what he would do. He was a run game coordinator with Minnesota, so some talk. Or he could be an assistant quarterback coach potentially, too. So those are some of the names that have also been brought up for uh, the Texans on their staff. The Cowboys have officially hired uh, Ramon Chinyoung, uh, as one of their uh, assistant offensive line coaches, and he was—he's actually a Houston native. It's crazy enough. Strangely enough, I heard his name a few times. He's actually from H Town, and he had been a high school coach there in Houston. Yeah, uh, he was. So he's joining Mike McCarthy staff as assistant O line coach. And recently, he was an assistant coach at Spring Westfield in 2019 in H Town. And then moved to Fort Bend, Riddle Ridge uh, in two seasons with them. Um, you know, he's 
had a, I think he had eleven and eight record before moving to the NFL in February of twenty twenty two with the Denver Broncos, and apparently has been considered a fast rising star in the coaching community. So there you go, uh, and also they're bringing in Will Harger, who is added as an offensive assistant from USC. So maybe they're trying to get some of those Lincoln Rally ideas. That would be pretty cool for the Cowboys too. So Cowboys and Texans making some uh, moves and additions to their coaching. It staff. does look like Clint Kubiak has already got another job though. Oh, he is going to the San Francisco 49ers oh. and coming in to help replace Bobby Slowick. Okay, yeah, that didn't last long, I guess. Huh? That, <laughs> maybe that report was true. They were trying to bring this him. This happened like, about a, a 30 minutes ago to an hour. Yeah, so, so, maybe, so I believe yeah. they were talking to him, and then Kyle Shanahan said, "No, no." Because they have somebody. They've taken. I want to say they've taken three guys from Shadow now. Yeah. Right. You took that. You took Nick. You took Nick Cray, the chief of staff. Yeah. Took Burt. Um. And I want to say there's another like random uh, lower level coach they took too. So I, I imagine Shadow's not too happy about that. Yeah. So they they have signed Clint Kubiak. Okay. They also have Clay Kubiak, his brother on that staff. So. Man. Kubiak reunion in San Francisco. Hey, the the Kubiak and the Shanahan clan, they go deep, man. They do. They go. They go. Hey, hey having Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I believe you could. You probably should join those names and make one of those celebrity names, Kubiak and Shanahan. How'd you do that? Uh, Shanna and Shanaback, or yeah, I'm gonna screw that up somehow. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, but you can make it somehow. All right, uh, we come back. We'll get into. I promise you some Longhorn football news. So I promise we'll throw that in to the conversation, but I want to talk some NBA while we got some time. So on the other side, we'll talk about the NBA team, NBA teams. All of them lost last night. They were all in action, and actually I think all of them are done. This is their last, that was their last game before the All-Star break. So we'll start talking about that a little bit too. Right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9. Word them up, Ken Dog and Shaq Attack in the house for non-train, non-quad. Yo, we from Newark, so you know we represent. Yo, E, bring it in! Do you want me to shoot it? The ball don't lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday right here on Ball Don't Lie. And fitting, the new theme for today, basketball. That's exactly what we're talking about in this segment. Um, I'm Patrick trying to get you in the right mindset, right right state of mind to enjoy All-Star Weekend, which is uh, coming up this weekend. So we'll be talking a lot about the All-Star game and the All-Star festivities uh, surrounding All-Star Weekend tomorrow. Uh, But today... Talking about basketball, I do want to talk about uh, the Rockets, Mavs, and the Spurs a little bit since we have a little time here. Uh, and we're transitioning now to uh, the NBA season. And we brought this, uh, since we're talking Spurs, my man Patrick is a huge Spurs fan. Spurs lost, but they're trying to lose, so it's a uh, It was a big weird... loss last night, big huh? loss. Yeah, exactly. you need it. You need that one because they're they're <laughs> one of the four teams down there at the bottom. Exactly. You're playing the Hornets, one of the four teams at the bottom. There's only three teams that get the best odds for the number one pick. You don't want to be the team four on the outside looking in there. So Embrace you, the suck, man. Yeah. Embrace I mean, the suck. Now, they're not close <laughs> to being as bad as the Rockets are. Oh, That's no. a new level of suck that I've never seen before. They're unwatchable. They're they got, unwatchable. They're, they're unwatchable. Yeah. And like they have talent, but like every single play where they oh, score man. is somehow them scoring in spite of how bad that offense they is. They shot, since we're talking about the Rockets, it won't take long. Uh, they, they only shot 33% from the field. I'm not making that number up. That's real. That's that yeah. was their field goal percentage in the game when they lost to OKC. 27 percent from three point range, and they had 17 turnovers. OKC shot almost 49 percent. I think they were at 48.3 yeah, percent. It's 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 painful. Yeah. Ooh. I, I, 
It's bad, man. It's it bad. Is, yeah, so we – It's hard to we, watch. I know you're right because once you're in that bottom three, then it's all about the lottery odds and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But, man, Houston, we deserve that number one overall pick. We are sucking worse than anybody else But you else don't is because this is the problem <laughs> is, like, Houston, Orlando, and Detroit are the annoying teams that are tanking for a third straight year. It is annoying. And at, what, fan, point, at annoying. what point do you as a league have to go, cool, hey, man, you have to fire everyone on your staff. Everyone's gone. We're going to make you sell the team. Like, you can't just always suck and keep having a team. I'm with you. I, I'm, and, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Because if your plan is we need to draft five top picks and then hopefully we'll be able to win a couple games. And you're like, well, you don't. You're not allowed to run a basketball franchise anymore. I'm trying to think of how many years the Astros tanked. Was well, it and, though, and there's difference of football and basketball. There's difference because there's a lot of positions. That's true. You're playing five starters, and you've gotten two top picks, and you can't win enough games. The Spurs are running with a. They got rid of. They already had to cut their eleventh pick because he was exposing himself to people allegedly. Yeah. Uh, so they have Jeremy Sohan, who is their rookie right now. Keldon Johnson, who's doing well. From, he is playing well. He's playing well. There are a lot of guys that they're playing well, but they're later picks. They're not top five picks. Yeah, the guy uh, Malachi Branham, the rookie, is playing well. Man, he's balling. Yeah, he another good game last night. Twenty three point six rebound, ten of fourteen. Man, he has been. He's having a hell of a February. He, I mean, he's going to be in the conversation for having – I mean, I don't know exactly how they divide up players of the month, but he's having a hell of a month of February. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like that Spurs offense, even though it's not running at peak capacity, is still a good offense to get guys open and get guys decent shots. So they're at least okay to watch. They just are really bad down the stretch, which is okay because you want to lose games. <laughs> but they're just – right now they can't close out games. They make turnovers. They miss shots at the end of games. They don't play good defense at the end of games. So they're losing everything. But they're in most of these games in the third quarter, and then they get knocked out in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's just a death. But they are going to get back – with Vassell after the All Star break, they'll get back a lot of pieces. Yeah. Langford, they'll get back some pieces yeah. after the All Star. I know break. that's why you got to get these losses now, man. <laughs> uh, well, that was fourteen in a row. I believe that is the franchise record, the new franchise record for yes. consecutive losses. Yes. So hey, man, they 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 are tanking as well as any team could tank. That's what you expect from the Spurs. They're all about their business. Um, but yeah, the uh, the, the Spurs uh, ended up man giving up fifty two points in the paint to Charlotte. And LaMelo, man, LaMelo just balled out, no pun intended. Uh, Triple-double, 28 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, had five three-pointers. He ended up having a really good game in a 121-10 win over the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, That was the Spurs' last uh, game before the All-Star break. So uh, after the All-Star break, they will regroup. And I guess they're going to try to keep tanking, but regroup, though, and they'll probably be a lot healthier after the All-Star break. The Mavs, on the other hand, they go into the All-Star break – Man, even after the Kyrie Irving trade, that was a lot of momentum. They did win two games with just Kyrie playing. But since, and by the way, Kyrie did not play in the last game versus the Nuggets. He was out with, uh, I don't know, it was a back injury of some kind. Uh, but they, they listed him out for the game versus the Nuggets, so it was just Luka. Um, but the two games that Luka and Kyrie have been on the court together and have been available, uh, they're 0-2 in those games, but they're 0-3 in their last three games. Luka did what Luka does. does it did Luka things. 37 points. Uh, he was 12-22 from the field. Uh, Christian Wood chipped in two with 13 points, but it did not matter. They lost 118-109 to to the Nuggets, and Jokic triple-double machine did just that yeah it was funny I mean Joe gets really in the beginning uh was trying to find other guys and get other guys involved 
uh, which we saw Michael Porter Boy, Jr. Jr. Have, yeah. have a really good game to start off. But it was basically it's like, look, if you guys are going to have to double down on me and really try and stop me, I'm also an assist machine. Like, amazing. I'm also one of the best passers in the league. His touch is so, amazing. Really so is. if you double off me, we're just going to get points another way. So they were able to continue. The, even though they slowed down Jokic for a lot of that game to start, it they slowed him down scoring, not anywhere else. Yeah, and that's a that's a good sign for them because they've been struggling defensively. But you're right. I mean, Jokic's one of those, those players that you can only take certain parts of his game away. Yeah. He's got he's so multifaceted. You're only gonna you know take part. It's frustrate him a little bit, uh, but he's gonna get here. So there's no question about it. And I was looking at some of the the stats for Luca and Kyrie just heading into the All Star break. Man, when it clicks for them, whenever it clicks, and maybe they got to bring in another piece for this thing to totally click. We don't know. Um, but man, they, like I said, offensively, Luca and Kyrie, they're both just too good for it not to work offensively. Defensively, we all know it's going to be, this will be a problem. Uh, Kyrie Irving leads the league in four, both fourth quarter points and minutes right now per game. Um, another random stat about Kyrie pull up two pointers, second best field goal percentage on pull up two pointers in the league. Only Kevin Durant is better. So when they were on the team, they basically had the best pull-up pull up jumper percentage of any two players in the league when they were on the, uh, on the same team. And, oh, man, I like this. Clutch free throws in clutch time. He's shooting 96% on his clutch free throws. Second best mark in the league behind Dame Lillard in clutch time. Man. If it clicks, if it does, I think, and I think it will. There's no doubt it will. Yeah, I mean, when it clicks, I should say. Yeah, it's – they just got to figure out that offense. I think the all-star break is going to help a little bit to give them a little bit more time to, oh, yeah. you know, get a couple more practices in, figure out, get a little bit healthier, take a little time to rest. And then uh, getting Maxi Kleba back is going to be big for what they actually want to do. Yeah, because they he is basically the only guy on that roster that can stand in the paint and try and play defense – and spread the floor offensively, and they really, really want to do that because if you're able to spread that off that defense, Ooh, spread that offense out with Kyrie and Luca, two of the best people to drive the basket, and they're both great at driving. And if it collapses, kick it right back out, and then you have three point shooters. That's a that's how you can score a lot of points yeah. and be very efficient. No, that's a good point. Uh, so I, I just said that uh, Kyrie, best fourth quarter player in the NBA, basically is leading the league in. Fourth quarter minutes and fourth quarter uh, points per game. Luca, <laughs> his eleven point seven first quarter points per game is the highest average for any player in any quarter in twenty seven seasons in the NBA. So he's basically the best first quarter, or hell, almost this first quarter is better than any other player's quarter. Period. You got the best first quarter player and the best fourth quarter player, <laughs> essentially. Those middle quarters. <laughs> uh, the middle, like Jerry said, it's coming back to haunt him. Uh, he also leads the league in isolation possessions per game, um, and he leads the league in time of possession at 9.6 minutes per game, highest mark in the last 10 years for any player. So, yeah, Luka is, of course, special, and everything revolves around him, but, man, when it clicks with those two guys – and I, I'm, I think Patrick makes a really good point too. Getting uh, Maxi Kleber back will help that as well. I still think they, I still think they want to add something. They want to add something. I just don't know. Exactly. Obviously, it's size, that's, and size, and that's the problem. Is there's not really like on the buyout market. There's not going to be anybody that's size that can do that. Spread the floor. Nobody's so. giving those guys up. 
Yeah. yeah. There's just not a lot of those guys in the league, period. And then they're not on contracts where you're like, God, just get rid of them. They're older. Yeah. And the older guys can't really rim protect anymore. That's why you're looking at LaMarcus Aldridge, because he can spread the court, but it's... Just stand, just stand, can you stand there? in the You're middle. Yeah. <laughs> you stand there. Can you stand there and put your hands up and just, you know, not be a pushover. That's yeah. all we're asking. Uh, yeah, uh, but I can't wait to see post-All-Star break what this Dallas Mavs lineup is going to look like because, uh, man, talk about a lot of firepower between Kyrie Irving and between uh, Luka Doncic. All right, uh, we come back. Uh, we get to wrap it up and put it in the oven. I know I promised you guys some Texas football discussion. I promise Tomorrow, I will uh, I'll table all that for tomorrow, and we'll get in some deep, deep rabbit hole discussions about Texas football. I'm doing some uh, some some analytics and doing some uh, some stats, and I'll come up with that tomorrow for you. So I promise we'll get into that. JT Sanders is really where I'm starting my rabbit holing about Texas football. So I'll give you a little hint and a little clue as to where we're going for. But that will be tomorrow. Come right back. We'll wrap it up. Put it in the oven right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful on the horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's... That is... All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. As a matter of fact, if you missed the Flex yesterday, uh, they had some very special guests on the Flex. They had uh, Coach, uh, uh, Coach Salazar was on with him, the Westlake head coach. He was on with him. They also had Brody Bueno on with him, uh, the really uh, talented uh, huddle defender. He was on with him. So they got some they had some really good uh, some guests on there as well, but they also talked a lot of high school sports. So if you uh, are on the website, you can go to Horn FM or go to Flex flxatx.com go to flxatx.com and the interview i believe is uh the interview but the show is podcasted there as well so go check it out for yourself before we get out of here we'll let you know what's on tap uh, if you wonder where harge was harge is actually headed uh to do some uh, baseball so we're doing baseball this weekend but he's going to join us tomorrow over the phone so don't worry about it we'll get uh harge to join us to talk some texas baseball and we'll do that tomorrow and also get into the all-star game all-star festivities starting up dunk contest three-point contest got the skills competition rising stars rising stars we'll get to and we'll break down the all-star roster we'll start getting in the, the basketball mood and thanks my man uh patch we already did that today because the new theme of new theme thursday uh was all about basketball so uh, thanks my man patch for hooking that up all right patrick what's on tap for you tonight brother uh, I think we'll do a little rabbit holing on a theory. I want to see Ooh. some numbers. It's a little basketball thing. Good. We may bring this up tomorrow if I get if I get my numbers done. If you do that, honestly, if you do it in time, no bad it's tomorrow or on Monday or something. Yeah. We can, this is a great topic. I don't want to spoil it for you, but whenever you get the numbers done, I would love to do a segment on it on the show because it's fascinating. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting thing I was talking about with my buddy last night. By the way. Is. Uh, we put up uh, Instant Series podcast since we were off for the last three weeks. Nice. Uh, it is available on uh, hornfm.com on the podcast page uh, now because, yeah, we went and recorded it last night, and you could tell by the end of it that it was late at night when we were recording. 
there. <laughs> oh, those are the best the ones. Of, by the end of the episode of just us not being able to pull any names anymore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Your brain stopped working? <laughs> the brain just like, I have uh, had that happen to me, yes. The brain, too many hours in. It does. The brain stops working. It does sometimes. I don't know about everybody else. You put in too many hours. You need some sleep. You need to reset things. There you go. What are you uh, up to tonight? Uh, man, I'm actually, tonight, I'm going to start watching. There's another, a new show on Apple that I want to start watching, Apple TV. Um, it's Echo 3. It's a show about a woman that was kidnapped in South America. And then I think like her, the husband is like a special forces dude. And her brother is a special forces dude. Well, special forces that. dudes. Yeah, 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 he's probably the wrong person to kidnap. But I've heard yeah. good things about it. Uh, and and I'm, I've been watching, I don't know if you, you've watched um, Your Honor? No. It's on Showtime's Brian Cranston. Damn good show. I'd recommend it. I've been watching that one too. And I told you guys the other day about Mayor of Kingstown, which is on Paramount. Jeremy Renner, damn good show. Really good. Hey, honestly, no joking. It's better right now than Yellowstone on Paramount. It's probably the best show on Paramount right now. It's nice. better than it's better than Yellowstone right now, and it's better than the Tulsa King, which is another one, or 1923 or 1883. All of them quality programs, but Mary King's now is the best show on that on that network right now. It's really good. Um, so check it out for yourself. I won't spoil it for you. Uh, but thanks, my man, Patch, for doing a great job. As always, Patch, we appreciate all of your efforts. Uh, thanks, my man, Harge, who is out and about, uh, man of the people, and he'll join us via phone tomorrow. And thanks to you guys for joining us. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.